welcome, welcome to another episode of Dr. Dallas Unleashed. Ooh. I am Dr. Dallas, Ooh. and uh, thank you for joining us, everybody. We yes. have Amber here with us today. Hey, guys. Hey. And Angelica, as usual. Hey, thank yes. you guys for joining me again on of episode course. 1 million. Right. Yes. Um, might as it, well be. Yeah, might as well be. <laughs> Been doing this uh, for a while now. But, um, you know, today I want to talk a little bit about, you know, how to be successful, yes. how to get the job that you want, yes. and what are the things that it takes to do it? Because we all come from very different backgrounds, right. actually oh. different um, cities and yes. states. Mm-hmm. We grew up very differently. But, um, you know, I would say that we're all successful and we've, you know, made it to where we are because of things that happened to us, what we did in our daily life and how do we get there. So I want our listeners to kind of know how we did it, yes. how they can then, you know, maybe replicate that. Right. And it doesn't have to be about being a doctor or successful marketing, social media yeah. or CEO of a company. COO. COO. Right. Yeah, you're the CEO. Oh, that's right. <laughs> I don't even feel like, I just feel like I'm the the guy who, who, who <laughs> liposuctions a bunch in the back room oh and the real stuff happens outside that. That room. Yes. But yes, anybody can parlay just a good work ethic in these sorts of things. And even if things aren't perfect, you know, picture perfect in your life, it's no excuse to Correct. get down on yourself and be like, well, you know, I, I can't do that because this happened. My parents got divorced or yep, blah, blah, right. blah. There are so many people who have gone, including ourselves, gone through stuff and, you know, have really made it. So, you know, how to get the job you want. And we're going to try to provide some examples of that, but a little bit about where we, you know, came from. And so I think people have heard me. I'll repeat that here in a second. But Amber, let's start with you. I mean, where did you grow up? And, um, you know, what were some of the things that maybe molded you early on that you think to, to make you where you are today? Okay, so I grew up in Orange County, California. Okay. Um, my parents, you know, were married for like 27 years, and then my mom left my dad. Okay. Um, and then my dad died, you know, brain cancer. When right. I, growing up, my family, school was never really important. Like, right. they never taught me, like, how to balance a checkbook. Like, nothing. It was, school wasn't a priority. Right. Um, my Did they dad, push you for no, anything? No, like, not hey. at all. My mom was a stay-at-home mom. My right. dad owned his own construction business. Okay. Um. Growing up, we were we weren't wealthy or we right. were really poor until we I was in high school. Then my dad's business took off, and he was able to sell the business and retire really young. But growing up, work wasn't a priority. It was just right. like whatever makes you happy. It was very strange. So I always thought I was going to be a stay at home mom with like five kids. Uh-huh. I never like had this dream to be like this huge boss and make a lot of money. I thought I was just going to like be not mediocre, but never in the position I am now. Right. Um, it's really my husband that pushed me. So I started working at a plastic surgeon's office when I was 18. I think I just- Did you have a job before that? Yes, I started yeah. working earlier. My first job was at a car wash. Then I worked at a tanning salon. Oh no, my first job was at um, Anchor Blue, which was Miller's so, Outpost. Okay. Um, that's maybe a California thing. Yeah. Then I worked at a car wash, a tanning salon. You know, I was a high school kid. Right. Yeah. yeah. But it really wasn't like a priority in my sure. life. Um, and then as far as school, yeah. you know, um, was it something that you came home and, you know, whatever the grades were, did you have your parents look at it and be like, oh my gosh, Amber, you're doing so great. Or no. why did you do this? No. Did they even really care about you I know, the grades? I don't think so, no, to be honest with you. It was never a priority. Like we never discussed it. Yeah. They never prepared me for life as an adult. Right. Like it, it, very strange. Do you feel like they were sort of, um, 
helicoptering you, yes, like sheltering totally. you from everything. I was very naive. Right. Um, it was just more like whatever makes you happy and that's right. it. Yeah. And totally opposite than what I am now. It's, that's interesting because yeah. I mean, that is one way that someone might grow up. And, you know, I, I think sometimes you can go either way, right? If you're so sheltered, I feel like I've heard that story, but then they, they're not out there really pushing the limits Correct. and it sounds like, and we'll get into that, but your husband helped motivate yes. you and push you to yes. be more to almost like fulfill your potential. Totally. Um, so that's, that's good. And I kind of want to stop it there because I yeah. want to hear about Angelica and kind of like the same thing when you were early on your parents, how they supported you, or maybe they didn't grades yeah. and what you thought you might want to do when you got older. Well, my parent, okay. So I grew up in a little city outside of Chicago, um, shy town, sh- yeah, yeah. Shy city, <laughs> shy you know? city. Um, school was, I mean, school was school. My parents were pretty much honest about our grades. They always yeah. want us to come home with A's and B's. We got a C. My dad called it crap, so uh, he would be upset. Um, so, so they wanted you to, to do well, and they pushed oh, yeah. you to do that. What did your mom and dad do? My mom was a teacher and then department chair of special ed for her school for like. 30 years, maybe more. I don't know. Okay. And, and then, at what, high school high or school. college? Yeah, high, high school. school. Okay. Uh, my dad has his own accounting business. And okay. so they, I mean, he still works. She retired a couple of years ago. Right. Um, but they, they've been pretty successful. I right. I mean, they, they like what they do and they've always been happy. And so they always said, just, you know, do whatever makes you happy. And yeah. uh, my sister ended up falling on in the same footsteps as my mom and becoming a teacher. And I thought that's what I wanted to do for the longest time. And I coached cheerleading. That was like my first job. And I mean, I cheered growing up and that's like my social life. So I, yeah. I always had that peppy energy and yes. happy and fun. And you had, I had friends outside of school, in school and then cheer. And so I was always around people and I guess I wanted to just stay in that environment. So I coached and then. Yeah. So very, very active, yeah. you know, exactly. as far as sports and cheerleading was the big thing. Yeah. And then your parents also sound like they pushed you when it came to grades. Yeah. Oh yeah. So they knew grades. if you came home in, in Spanish and had to see, they're going to make life oh, yeah. tough, right? Yeah. They you know, were, take away they the phone. Happy. Cause the other thing yeah. too, is you're, you know, you're, you're younger. So you probably in those days had a phone or right. iPad or whatever no, it might be. No, no, no. Not really. We, it was I, only like two years ago. I, I, so. right? <laughs> I got my first phone, I think in seventh grade. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I didn't get my first phone till I think I was 19. Yeah. Uh, it was you don't want to hear when I got my first phone. Oh, no, no. I like it. Was like in med school. Yeah. Med school. Like, <laughs> am I right? Yeah. Med school. Because uh, back then there was really no phones. Right. I mean, there was well, old big brick ones, but no. Yeah, I had a big brick one. Okay. I mean, at first, I think my sister and I shared a phone, even though she had it the whole time. It was like a little tiny Nokia type yeah. peanut phone. But with the plan you had, it was like you get you sign up for one phone, you get like four free. And yeah. so that's when cell phones were becoming a thing. So we all had one. Um, but you got punished grade. when you did poorly. Yes. Yeah. And then a way oh, yeah. to punish was taken away, whatever Grounded. it might be. Yeah, yeah, taking away yeah. phones, computer time, because that yeah. was when like AIM and like Instant Messenger came yeah. out. So that was our thing, MySpace. And so right. we wouldn't have time. Friends couldn't do that. Um, so if you could say in, in high school, oh, high what school. your goal, what what did you want to be? I, mean, I, I wanted to be a teacher growing up. Teacher. Okay. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't like cheerleading, that nope. sort of thing. You mm-hmm. wanted to go to school and, and do education and yeah. eventually be a teacher in a school. Yes. And... um 
like your mother did. Yep. But she was a cheerleader too, though, she right? She was, and okay. my sister cheered as well. Yeah. And then my brothers played hockey. They, like, followed my dad's footsteps, and right. then I followed my mom's. And, yeah. um, I mean, they let us do whatever we wanted. They put us yeah. in every sport, and that's just what we chose because yeah. I think I liked the pink and the sparkles yeah. and... Um, instead of a soccer So you jersey. sounded like an all-American household. Family, yeah. Right. You yeah know? We and I think that's perfect. You know, yeah. I, I, I wish, you know, you hear stories that just don't have like a real nuclear family yes. where the mom and dad are together since, you know, you were born. Right. Yeah. There wasn't like a big stress when it came to that. And you could focus on just being a kid and being right. happy. Totally. And, you know, um, and, and that's, that's, you know, I wish everybody could do that because, yeah. you know, just a little bit about my background. So growing up, you know, my parents, um, they were married for about 23 years and got divorced when I was, you know, in college. But, you know, throughout growing up and stuff, uh, it was just my brother and I. He's a couple of years younger. And, um, you know, we had a typical brother relationship kind of fought. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, there was not, you know, Amber, you were saying that there was really no uh, pushing to do Correct. school. I would say yeah. I was much more like you where yeah. my mom had not gone to college at that mm-hmm. point. My dad, you know, he, he, he did college, but it wasn't a real big thing. You know, he just kind of got through and that was it. Mm-hmm. And then for me, it was, uh, you know, there's no push to do well in school. You know, they, like I didn't have to come home with A's or B's or I'd get in trouble. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think I probably could have done that and I would have been okay. But for some reason, I, I don't know. I just always uh, did well in school, uh, but I wanted to do well. Right. And I don't want it to make it seem like I was some sort of genius because I certainly am not a genius by any stretch of the means. I really had to study. Yeah. So it was just one of those things that... Um, I don't know, from a very early age, I just kind of wanted to to do well. And I don't know if it was to impress anybody in particular. Maybe it was just me. Maybe I did want to impress my parents. It wasn't like any, say, anything outside yeah. of that. But, um, you know, uh, it, I certainly was not drilled in my head that you need to do well and do this. So it was kind of like a self-driven thing. Yeah. Um, and I do remember, I do sometimes remember thinking if my parents got real mad at me or my mom got mad at me, I remember thinking, you know what, I'll show you. I'm going to be real successful. And then one of these days, uh, you know, I'll show you type yeah, of thing, which yeah. is kind of weird, right? Yeah. yeah. Most, uh, I would think some kids might rationalize and be like, well, you know, F you guys, I'm going to move out and do whatever right. I want. And I was just like, well, F you guys, I'm going to get a hundred on this test and do well. Yeah, Cause I wanted to show them like, Hey, I'm going to be way successful. Uh, no matter how you treated me or, you know, that sort of thing, which is, I don't know. Uh, was that weird? No, thing? no, no. I, yeah. I get it. I yeah. totally get so, it. You know, um, because there, I think it, there were times where it was not really great at home all the time, right. yeah. whether it was stressed with my parents uh, my brother and I kind of normal, like I said, but you know, w- when you're a kid, it's mostly kind of when you come home to that mm-hmm. and, and, uh, wanting to maybe, you know, rise uh, above that somehow Upgrade. I could maybe really focus on school, yeah. you know, as opposed to kind of dealing with that sort of stuff. But it yeah. also molds your personality too. Right. You know, you have parents who are really, you know, your mom's a cheerleader. She's caring. She does yeah. all that stuff. I mean, if I were just to look at your mom and my mom, that that's kind of the opposite, yeah. right? It wasn't really like that, but I see the energy that you have, you know, real mm-hmm. energetic and yeah. fun. And, you know, probably I would describe myself as a little bit more, I don't have all that energy, but you know, I'm more of a, a listener and thinker. Maybe, maybe that translates good into seeing different people come to the office right. and talk to them about like, Hey, what makes you tick? 
because I think I've seen all spectrums of people and that. Um, but yeah, you know, I tend to listen and watch and, you know, sometimes, um, especially early on, I don't know if I was real trusting of a lot of people. It took a lot right, for yes. me to, to trust people. I think parents can really instill that or take it away from you. Yes. But I feel like, you know, I don't know, similar. Amber, what do you think that I agree with you? Yeah. I feel like we have similar backgrounds when it comes to that, you know, right. but my mom wore the pants in the relationship with my dad. Right. And so she was just very dominating and yeah. mean and just verbally, I think abusive and hard. So I yeah. always felt like I had to, I don't know. I was more scared than anything. Right. I, I get what you're saying. Yeah. yeah. I think, you very know, very similar. I think uh, probably similar in that respect. Yes. That, um, but, you know, I always try to look back and say, well, you know, at least there was a good balance because if, you know, let's say my dad wasn't there to even out maybe the other part, um, it, you know, it would have been hard, but at least you kind of see, okay, yeah, there's, you know, someone who's can be supportive no matter what. Yes. And then someone who is the disciplinarian. Yes. And you're like, okay, so. You know, but it, it shaped uh, who I was. And I, I think if I, I wonder if I had parents like yours, I don't know if I'd be where I am now. Right. Yeah. I don't know if I would have that Same. drive Same. because uh, I think I needed that push to show them or her or, you know, mom or dad that, you know, hey, I'm going to do this and I'm going to do it better. Mm -hmm. And one day you'll look to me and you're going to need me. And, you know, now kind of reverse the roles. And so right. kind of a weird you know, little kid in me thinking that sort of stuff. And, yeah. uh, but it's sort of like the underlying theme of why, you know, just always pushing in. Um, you know, one of the things I really don't like is hearing, you know, uh, other people saying, oh, you can't do this because of X, Y, and Z. You know, right. I hate that, you know, no matter what. So, uh, because my first thing is like, why? Right. Yep, you know, right. why, why'd you say that? You know? Um, so, you know, I always kind of question those sorts of things and, right. um, you know, I, that's just a underground current, but I think that's how you become successful. You, you look at things and say why, and, um, and you don't let anybody tell you no. So right. I know that's good for people to hear our backgrounds yep. because we're all yeah. different, but we've all come to a place that we can sit down and, and do this. So yes. we've gotten to the point where we're out of, um, you know, high school. Yeah. Yeah. So for Amber, I know you went straight to work and met somebody. So yes. tell us, you know, when you graduated from high school, kind of what happened from there. So I went straight to working. Uh -huh. um, I went to college for a little bit, but then uh -huh. I stopped because I really actually ended up supporting my husband while he right. went through school. Um, but Because you got married at home. I, I got married when I was 21 and then I got pregnant when I was 22. Wow. So I was literally young. got pregnant three months after we got married. Yeah. And then my husband went to school and I like just supported him and I worked. And he was in the military. Yeah, he was in the military. He was in the so, Air Force. Right. And then... Um, he got his bachelor's at Cal Poly Pomona in economics right. and then got his MBA right. and just a few years ago at SMU. So right. for, you know, seven years, I feel like he was going to school and I never really got the opportunity and I was busy working, but I knew I wanted to be in plastic surgery. Did he, while, while you were working and he was going to school, did he ever encourage you at that point to be like, Hey, you know, when I'm done, I really want you to do this yes, or that all the time, even okay. today, even like now he pushes me, Yeah. but at the same time, like I was doing front desk, I was a receptionist mm -hmm. and he kept saying, you could do more, you yeah. could do mm -hmm. more. And I was like, no, I'm happy as a receptionist. I just like want more kids and all that. Right. He's like, Amber, no, right. he's like, you can do it. Just 
keep trying and keep working harder. Right. And I think he gave me that motivation. And then like once I started kind of moving up the ladder, I was like, right. ooh, I like this. Yeah. Ooh, this is fun. And now even to today, I'm still learning. I still make mistakes, but I'm like constantly challenging myself because I, I want to keep growing. Right. right. Like yeah. now I'm like on a high about it. I'm like, this sure. isn't enough. I want, you know, I want to <laughs> right. take over the world with plastic surgery and run a bunch of different locations and make a bunch of money. Like that's kind of what motivates me, which when I was in high school, I never thought that would be real. I thought I was just going to be a stay at home mom, which is crazy. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm sure if he had said, you know what, I want you to punch out five kids and just, you know, stay at home, maybe without that sort of encouragement, you could have easily fallen back into, let's say what your, your mom, you know, did. Right. Yeah. You know, and, uh, so that I think, you know, him, because, you know, it shows that, you know, you had the potential to do all those yes. things, but the, the surrounding factors pushed you in one way or the other. Yes. So it's, you know, I think there's lots of moms out there yes. who have lots of kids who could have been CEOs of these big companies. Correct. Like there's all this potential in people, Correct. but you know, maybe life circumstances just steered them this way. So, you know, if you're out there with kids and thinking, Oh, I, you know, the, the boat kind of passed. Nope. I don't know. There's some like really smart, intelligent home moms who just, you know, circumstances took it that way. I think you were really uh, lucky to have found somebody who wanted to push you to yeah. your utmost. And then you really had it in oh, yeah. you to do all these great Correct. things. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I think that's great. That's, that's amazing. Cause I'm lucky. Uh, yes. You know, but it just shows that everyone has potential. It just, some people, you know, do it differently, have a different life path, but, um, and not giving up though. Uh, when I moved from Santa Barbara to orange County, I could only find a job at an eye doctor and I knew mm-hmm. my heart was in plastic surgery. Right. So I went to the plastic surgery office, one of the top doctors in orange County uh-huh. and they weren't hiring. And right. I went in every single day for a month straight <laughs> wow. until right. finally the office manager was like, shit, just let me interview this girl so she can right. leave me alone. Oh and gosh. they ended up hiring me on the spot right. without even meeting the doctor. So, right. because I just didn't give up. I knew I wanted that position yeah. and right. I just was like, nah, I didn't give yeah. up. Right. Which is You huge. wanted it. And so and I, got I hear it. stories exactly. like that all the time yeah. where they keep sending resumes yes. or emails yes. or calling it works. and just like, right. all right, fine. Let's just hear what you have to say. And it's anybody with that sort of determination. Yes. Because there's a lot of people that'll just be like, oh, you're not high. Okay, see you, bye. Yep. You yeah. know, and then they're the ones at home just thinking no one will hire me yeah. and all that. But you're in a place where, yeah, maybe no one was hiring, but who cares? Yeah. Why? Why aren't you hiring? Right. I have something that you want uh-huh. and that's how you should look at it. Mm-hmm. So, but so you graduate from high school, Angelica. Yes. So where show us the next four years after that? Uh, well, the next five years, five years, uh, <laughs> my first year, um, I knew I wanted to cheer in college. And uh-huh. so it was between two different schools right. and, um, everybody from my gym went to Louisville, which okay. is down the road, but their biggest competitor was Oklahoma state. And I was like, you know what? I'm not going to take the route. Cause I knew I was going to make it. Right. I was like, I'm going to take Oklahoma state. And right. I went there, loved it. My degree was education. Right. And I mean, really I was just getting my basics. And then my parents were like, Hey, you know, we want you to cheer games. We want you closer to home. And yeah. I ended up transferring to Louisville. And then I cheered there for four years. And during that time, I, I still was an education major and like, I was like, you know, I, I don't want to teach kids anymore. I middle you school, knew. yeah, middle school changed it for me. And I was like, I was going off of like what I knew at home, like yeah. what my mom did, what my sister did. And I was like, this is not what I want to do. I don't right. want to do this. So I ended up finishing a, a minor in history cause I wanted to be a history teacher. 
And then I changed it. I was like, you know what? I want to talk sports. I, that's what I thought I wanted to do. Uh, I knew I wanted to be in front of a camera. Yeah. I knew I wanted to be around people and I wanted to talk to people. So, um, that's what I thought I wanted to do. I went into communications cause they didn't have a sports broadcasting or sports, right. um, something focused on that. Yeah. And I just did a very general communications degree and yeah. got my bachelor's in that and then graduated and two weeks later moved to Texas, followed someone else's dream, uh-huh. but then started my own here. So once that didn't work out, I was like, you know what? I'm very independent as a, I am. I'm right. an independent person. And Even I, though you I, followed, because you, you came here following for a, boy, a boy. For a boy. And, and that's I, okay. That just, right. you know, you were young right. and, and that took you that way. But you still had goals and aspirations. Yes. It just, you know, he happened to have his and then you have right. yours. So how do you, what'd you do once you got here? So and how'd I, you get that job? I had reached out to, um, so I reached out to the baseball team he played for and I knew I wanted to work in sports and they created a position and internship for me. And I wasn't going to move out here until I had something stable because right. my parents, one would probably not let me anyways. And right. I wanted to be financially stable on my own. So I yeah. moved out here and once my internship ended, I was doing like entertainment background for them, writing their schedule, writing all the reads that the announcer would say. Um, but when you, of, when you reached out, did you just look on their website and saw no. like, Hey, at marketing or you knew somebody, someone, well, put you I in remember contact. her boyfriend, her boyfriend he, played for them. He played okay. for the team. So, so the he team was the one that put her. you in contact, but still, yes. once you meet that person face to face, what, was there a spot that was already kind of like that? You you pitched them what you could do? Like what was, um, I sent him a resume uh-huh. and I talked to them through email. So it was one of the like GMs of the team and uh-huh. the director of entertainment. We were right. all in an email together and right. I just kind of gave him my background and what I've done and right. like my cheer background. I've, I've coached kids. I've done this in entertainment. Mm-hmm. Here's all the things. And they liked that I did that. So mm-hmm. they created a position. I was like the assistant to her and kind of, was with her every single day, at least for a couple months. And then eventually they, they actually created some sort it's not the same position, but one that was separate where I was hosting like a big event, mm-hmm. a party every Thursday night. Right. So they, they created that for me there. And then once that internship ended that next day, I was on it trying to find a job because yeah. I don't know. I mean, with the little money that my ex was making, I was yeah. like, yeah, this is not going to work. Right. Plus I like working. I right. like, I don't want to sit at home. Like I, I like, I'm keep myself busy all the time. Right. And so I just started applying for anything. Like yeah. I was applying for every job and I ended up working at a medical office for like. And how did you months. do that? Was it on the website? It was like on the website. Indeed, Monster, mm-hmm. Craigslist? No, it was like Indeed or ZipRecruiter okay. or something like that. And it literally said, we're looking for someone with no experience. And I was like, well, I don't have any medical experience. I don't have any <laughs> That wasn't our like office. That. Yeah. that was not this office, right. no. Um, it, and they trained me how they yeah. wanted me to. And I came and got the job that same day and yeah. I took it and eventually my friends found this job through social media and they were like uh, almost my half my office applied for this job okay Um, and there's like 45 girls wow there's a ton a few of them and they were all like i bet you you're gonna get it you know who dr (laughs) dallas is i was like no no idea i'm not gonna lie i had no idea but then again i wasn't in the it's not like you have to know who we are to hire (laughs) but yeah Um, no i I just i didn't follow medical stuff and i I was only working in it for a few months i did front desk i did more like the insurance stuff yeah and so um but you, I mean, yeah. I could obviously tell, and, and even yourself, I mean, you know, you're not going to be in that job no, for, yeah. for a long time, right? It was just that something. was just to make money, right? right. I mean, and, and that's okay too. And, yeah. and that's why there's turnover in those type of jobs. But, exactly. Um, you know, I think you make a good point with the whole, you know, when you look for a job, Craigslist and that sort of thing, because Amber, when we put out, you know, listings for that, yes. we try to be very specific. Of course, we want, you know, someone with 
maybe some experience. It doesn't necessarily matter, but you know, just following directions is probably the number one thing right. that we'll number put out. One. Please send us um, your resume. Yes. Please tell us uh, how many years experience and maybe right. another question that might be a little bit different because some people just you know, they look at all this stuff and just blast the resumes everywhere, right. but they forget to read the instructions like, exactly. oh, I didn't say what my, what, I don't know, what year I graduated from high school or something right. like that. Something uh, so easy, yes. but then they don't, uh, a lot of times we'll just screen everybody who didn't listen or read those three questions. So right. being um, attention to detail on the simplest of things could make or break, you know, whether you get an interview or somewhere. Yeah. I will say if they don't answer the questions mm -hmm. I put, I don't even, I don't yeah. stop right there and there. Right. Because exactly. if they can't follow those simple instructions, uh -huh. what makes me think they're going to be a good employee exactly. and follow the other yeah. instructions? It, it's just attention to detail. Correct. If they can't do right. that, what makes you think they're going to be attentive to detail when they're at your job? Are yeah. they just going to answer the phone when a patient calls and like, okay, what I don't really know, you know, how long they're booked out. I don't right. know what a tummy tuck is. Right. You know, those sorts of things. Um, you know, if they can't listen to that, I know that they're not going to know those little things that right. we want them to know. So it's just being not lazy, maybe, Correct. Um, you know, being that uh, attentive to those questions and right there, you can get your foot in the door because yeah. like yeah. with you, you know, you get your foot in the door and now you can show off your personality, exactly. who you are, because yes. everything on paper to me doesn't matter. Right? right now you're selling yourself to me. Exactly. And that's how it was when I was interviewing for medical school. Right. Once you get your foot in the door and they see me, it's like the throw away the paper, all your test scores. I want to see who the person is. Right. And then we get to, well, gosh, if you come in with low energy and mm. you're like, well, I'm, I kind of like to, you know, go out with my friends and right. go, you know, yeah, no. it's like, I could just yeah. tell by the first three words that you have no energy right. that you don't, but I could ask, you know, Angelica, right. What do you like to do on the weekend? It's like, I like to light it up and party. <laughs> I got oh, so I wasted the other night oh. and you could, you know, say these crazy things, but I'm right. like, man, this person has energy, right. personality. So, you know, half those things that come out of your mouth, I'm just like, you know what? I can tell that she's got the energy that you want right. in a, an office like ours where we're promoting self-esteem, confidence, you know, the new you, because that's what we're, we're really selling here, right? We're selling confidence about yourself. It's not a tummy tuck per se, right. but it's, I'm selling that you can go to the bar and look really good and have these guys who never would have hit on you before, yeah. but now they're looking at you and you're looking hot, blah, blah, blah. That's what we're selling. Yeah. And so, um, you know, we want someone to share that energy, right? Correct. I always say, and you're, you always say the same yeah. thing. I can't train someone's personality. No, right. you can't. I yeah. can't, I can train you on everything else, but yeah. I cannot change your personality, yeah. nor can I tra train you to be different. Yeah. Exactly. So if you come in and you're a dud, I'm going to move on to the next. Exactly. Yeah. Or if you're not like, you don't have any, you don't want to learn. You're not open yeah. to criticism and, Correct. and want That's to a big one. adjust and your yeah. attitude is not positive or you're not willing to do anything. Then that's, there's not even a point. You but know. now you, I feel like you're in the perfect position because yes. you like being in front of the camera. Yeah. You, you know, you enjoy all the media yeah. portion of, um, it's like know, what I company. wanted to do. It's yeah. I mean, I, I never thought I was going to be working in, I was terrified. I like, like we said last podcast, yeah. I was terrified of like blood and medical <laughs> stuff. So like this, right. my friends were nurses. They were yeah. in nursing school, some of my roommates and I w they would be like, Oh my God, we don't learn about this. We did this. And I was like, 
yeah. so grossed out. But today, and yeah. they're like, they all like still like roast me. They're like, what yeah. do you mean you work in plastic surgery? You couldn't even look at your own paper cut. Like, yeah. You were passing out. And I'm like, yeah, you're right. right. Now I'm like, whoa, that's so cool. Look at these right. muscles. And I'm like, I don't know. I never would expect expected right. working here, but I love it. So, and, and that's the cool thing about what we do because we are the medical profession. But now we're taking, you know, someone who is really charismatic and doing that sort of stuff and doing, you know, that crazy stuff that we're doing in surgery but now offering it and serving it to people in a way that's almost like you're broadcasting right. at the baseball game or the Correct. football game. You're yes. broadcasting what we're doing in that way. Like you're kind of the sportscaster yeah. and maybe I'm like the athlete, right? right? Who's doing all the cool dunks and stuff, but yeah. instead I'm doing the cool tummy tucks or yeah. reverse yeah. tummy, whatever it might be. And then you have, you know, Amber, who's now, you know, the head and managing all these people where right. she yeah. came from, you know, the front desk. Correct. So someone who thinks that they need to go to college, they need to get an MBA. Amber is a perfect example yes. that you ne don't need to do that because, um, you know, effort, hard work and, and just, you know, uh, keeping on, you know, right. uh, striving for that. Your, your employer is going to see that. And if he's smart, he's going to say, you know, there's, there's a better position for you. Yeah. And if he's not smart, then, that's how some people end up moving around and jumping around until they find a spot. But, you know, you want to you want to enable those people that you see who are really talented to continue to grow and yeah. do things um, and, you know, keep asking them like what their goal is too. correct. I do think school is important. I regret yes. not going yeah. back to I like finishing school. I, I that's the big regret. Right. But at the same time, I was so determined. And yeah. you also gave me the opportunity. You right. saw. Potential. But there are so many yeah. famous people and very powerful people who never finished college, who yeah. dropped out of high school, yeah. and who are billionaires, millionaires. That'd so everybody out day. there, uh, hopefully, people who's I'm thinking be a that, yeah, I'm oh, I just have my GED and nobody. No, if you have the the passion and um, you know the strive, and just don't let. You know, there's so many people out there who like to tell people, oh, you can't do that because yes. you didn't go right. here, you didn't get this grade, yes. you can't be this type of lawyer because you didn't go to Harvard. Yes. I mean, there's plenty of people who would say, oh, well, you can't do plastic surgery because um, maybe I didn't go to John Hopkins or something like that. Right. I'm like, why? Why? Like, because, why? you know, um, I might have just as good as grades or I've done, you know, just as good at work. And, and it was here in Texas. Um, so, you know, the thing about someone who's very passionate and very dedicated like you guys are is you just happen to be in the fields that you are and very successful. But if you were to go and, and do this at, um, you know, let's say Chili's and became the regional uh, corporate, you know, huge overseer of Chili's, you would be successful wherever you found yourself at. Yeah. Angelica, you would be, you know, might right. not be here, but maybe you found yourself in Chicago, you know, doing some of that stuff, sportcasters. And then one day we wake up, you're on Sports Center hosting right. a show with, um, you know, uh, who knows, some athlete and, and doing Aaron everything Andrews. you wanted to do. Exactly. You're Aaron Andrews oh. and um, that sort of thing. So uh, that being successful and then thriving to do it, you know, you're going to keep knocking down doors. And, um, and that's what I want people to understand here too. It's, it doesn't matter, you know, where you come from. My parents got divorced. I can't do yeah, it. Right. You know, um, I will tell you that I've seen more successful people that had more disruptive home lives yes, than yes. people who had, you know, we'll say yours is probably more the American dream. Right. Um, but I've seen more successful people who actually had harder because they're overcoming and they're, they're trying to prove to someone trying to prove to themselves. And so, 
it, don't let people think like, well, it's because his dad owns, you know, this and he has a Porsche. Well, screw that, man. Right. I had an Oldsmobile Cutlass Supreme <laughs> that was, you think your car was bad. This was yellow with red interior oh, that shush. broke down all the time. And uh, our family didn't come from, uh, you know, a lot of money. money. So we, we, I had to take what I could get. And so... You know, it was all about what did I want to do? And I kind of knew early on I want to be, you know, go to medical school. And so I just did those things that would take me there. And that meant not dreaming. I wanted to be Dr. 90210, but that meant not going to that party, maybe studying for that, you know, biology exam. So I would do well on the SAT so I can then get into college. Right. So because we get so many people who go, how do you get to be a plastic surgeon? I'm like, you know, it's actually kind of long and kind of hard. And if I really told you all the crappy stuff we did in residency and, you know, not the glamorous stuff you see on TV, they would all be turned off and never want to do it. So but it's um, worth it, right? It's worth it. Yeah. But it's um, and I tell people this all the time. What I do as much as it looks like it's hard. I could probably teach any one of you guys to do what I do day to day because it's not hard what I do. It's hard to get to do what I need to do. So the schooling, the studying, the, um, you know, I didn't get to do all the fun stuff that you might have done. You guys did, you know, in your 20s because I was stuck in a, in a, you know, library studying all the time. So I missed out on a lot of stuff, but now it's sort of like a delayed gratification. So exactly. If you can, if you can see your goals, but then achieve those little things, then you, you can do it. And so I guess basically, you know, what would you say if you could take away from this as we wrap up, what would be like the one thing if someone asked you, Angelica, how do you not maybe necessarily do what you do, but how does one become successful and get into something that they really want to do determination step out of your comfort zone yeah i think go for it like what are you what's going to hold you back a couple no's yeah no i would still whatever you want to do i would just continue to try until i mean until you get it but i think you said something really key there is stepping out of your comfort zone because what's most people's comfort zone probably you know for the most part maybe going at home, hanging out with friends, watching Netflix, but it's not um, you know, writing a, a paper and a presentation about maybe something you really care about to a group of professionals and experts like you might want to do at a conference. Whose comfort zone is that? Right. But you have to push yourself. <laughs> I don't like going up and speaking uh, you know, in front of a lot of people. Amber right. has this coming up I'm and I know scared. she's worried about yeah. it, but guess what? She's pushing her comfort zone. Yeah. Exactly. And you know, she will, when she's done, she'll be so happy and feel like, wow, I really did something that I never dreamed of, but I pushed myself. And that's kind of the way I thought too. Like, you know, I don't like studying for physics, you know, and I actually yeah. kind of sucked at physics and math, but I just pushed myself and um, I didn't shrink away and go, you know what? I don't like blood or I don't like fit. I'm not good exactly. at math. So there's no way I could know. Right. I sucked at math. Yeah. Yes. But I did well because I forced myself to do well and just what I needed to, to, to do that. So I like that pushing your comfort zone. So Amber, what advice would you give to people? I would say don't give up and don't get comfortable. There's always Mm -hmm. room for improvement and just Mm -hmm. keep learning. Be able to handle, um, if someone critiques you, Mm -hmm. you know, learn from that and just keep growing. Yeah. That's the biggest thing. Yeah. Right. Don't be comfortable. Don't settle. Yeah. Always continue to grow and learn. It's like you, when you go to, we go to conferences, Mm -hmm. Continuing education yeah. is important. Yeah, yeah, 
that's uh you know when i finished uh, residency in plastic surgery it doesn't end there you know like I, I always consider myself a student of what i do and that's why i go to conferences every year mm -hmm. i look yeah. at other people i ask questions like mm -hmm. hey you know what you're doing is really great so you know, I'm always learning. Right. I'm always reading all these, you know, uh, journals you see that come through the office. I really sit down and read those. The ones that don't pertain, no big deal. But if something is like about a tummy tuck, you know, uh, a breast dog, I'll read it to make right. sure that one, I'm the best at what I do. Yes. I'm doing the best for my patients. Yeah. And, um, you know, I'm a forever student, you know, like if you think I've done it. I know everything. Don't worry about it. I got it. You're already behind right. the game. Correct. Because there's someone behind you who's going to pass you right up. Yes. So I totally agree with that. Always wanting to, to learn and be better. I think also being able to look at yourself in the mirror a little bit. Yeah. And always kind of self-reflect yes. and be like, you know, um, very happy with what I have. You know, how could I be better? You know, yeah. or, you know, did I do something and how could I have maybe done this differently yes. and not think that, you know, it's your way or the highway, yes. right. um, respect other people, right? Yep. Because if you're a mean to someone or disrespectful, you know, life is small and it might come around. So right. do Always your best. Karma. Uh, yeah. Karma can come around. And so, um, you know, uh, and just know that, you know, being loving, respecting and knowing who you can trust and um, never giving up. Those are all good things. So there's no magic formula to be successful, yeah. but I think hopefully what we share just kind of show you that, you know, you can't be lazy. Right. You really have to set goals. Yes. And it's not just about this wistful, um, you know, I, I feel like I have family members who say, I want to make a million dollars, right? Well, um, there's a lot more to that. Yeah. And I don't think I ever thought about, you know, making that sort of money. My goals were like, you know, I want to become a doctor and be a really, really great doctor. Right. And it just so happens, well, great, you know, you can do well and make money. But I never, I don't even think about that now. I just think about, you know, how can I make my patients more comfortable after surgery? I got to learn that. I got to read this this thing. Aww. And so I think that... Um, don't you know, worry, you, I'm thinking about the money for you. <laughs> so I have other people doing that. But, you know, well, hopefully yeah. you can find something you're passionate about. Exactly. But I tell people there are people that still have to work their way up clean the bathrooms at Peter yes, Piper Pizza. Right. So not everything is about your dream job. Sometimes you do it just like I did, let's say math and physics to get to where you need to go. Mm -hmm. So don't ever belittle the other person at a restaurant doing this or Correct. that because that was you or somebody else. Um, and we all have our different paths and journeys. So exactly. um, but anyways, I want to wrap it up because that's a lot to take in. Uh, thank you, Amber and yes. Angelica for Ooh. sharing your stories. You yeah. guys are both very successful in my eyes and I'm sure Aww. everybody else's. So, um, you know, hopefully people who are listening can also get a little sense of, you know, how to do it. So awesome. anyways, thank you, everybody. That's another episode of Dr. Dallas uh, Unleashed. Ooh. Kind of a very thought provoking one. Yeah, I think. So, But until next time, have a great uh, weekend and Valentine's is coming up. Yeah. Yeah. So today. kiss your, yeah, today is Valentine's. It might come out a little bit later. So <laughs> kiss, uh, kiss your loved ones. We'll see you next time. See ya. Bye guys. Bye.